Hello, hello. Good morning, everyone. Hope you're awesome. Morning, Kevin. A couple of the early birds up and at it already. Good to see. Morning, mate. Hello, hello. Facebook user, <laughs> whoever you are. Morning. Good to see you, folks. Welcome along to another Wealth Coffee Chat out and about today, going down to my studio to uh, record a few things for the holidays. And uh, yeah, Christmas around the corner. While things are warming up, do the intros as always, you know the drill, folks. Uh, Jason Witten's my name. Most of you know that already. But if you don't, if you're brand new, hello, welcome. And uh, this is uh, where we hang out. We talk a little bit about uh, sorting out some stuff, sorting out some fact from some fear out in the world of property investing uh, and investors who are trying to make the right decisions to build their property portfolio. So welcome along. That's you. You're in the right place. If it's not you, then move along. Adios. <laughs> anyway, there you go. Hey, this morning I thought I might talk about a little concept that uh, I've been uh, I've been uh, refining with the help of uh, a few very smart people, um, and um, over the years as an investor, as a strategist when it comes to wealth, especially property wealth. The high-level strategies, the ideas, the the strategy of the actions, uh, is pretty important. And uh, if we make sure we grow our wealth in in uh, in these five weapons of wealth arenas regions, I've seen them do amazing things over the years. So I thought I might share that with you today in a. And, and, and I've been sharing this uh, these ideas for many years in in one way, shape, or form. But I put it a bit, a bit together in a way that hopefully we can uh, we can understand um, or make a little bit of a sense of it, folks, as we, as we go. So let's get into it today. Thought we might uh, have a little look at uh, the five big weapons of wealth. Just do these. What do you think? Anyway, put in the chat if you're there and you've got some time. If you're not driving, I'm driving like me, so I had to pull over and stop. But uh, you know, what do you think as an investor? Morning, Brad. Now, one or two of you might know these already, which is awesome. And if you don't, play along. But what are the weapons of wealth? High-level strategies, the things that we can do to create significant wealth uh, now and into the future. And um, it's where do we put our money? How do we do it? You know, what do we invest in? Uh, and where is the most efficient place for that investment um, as we move forward? creating the wealth that we desire chuck it in the chat if you think you know what they are i've got five big weapons of wealth broad definitions that uh, i'm going to share with you and there'll be you know different uh scenarios on it but i'm going to share those with you today to see um you know if uh, if they resonate with everyone right so uh imagine this all right imagine playing monopoly going around and around and around and never buying any assets or investments that generate passive income I don't know about you, uh, if you're going to play Monopoly and you just go round and round buying um, yeah, some appreciating assets for sure, Marcus, um, if you just go round the Monopoly board, just collecting 200 bucks at, uh, at good old go, right? $200 down here uh, and you go round and you never buy anything, you don't buy anything and all you're trying to do is, uh, you know, give, give, uh, give your money to the tax man Give money to the rich, which is the banks and the uh, 
and the uh, consumerism uh, businesses and try to stay out of trouble. You know, that's most that's most regular Aussies' lives. Now, and I'm not having a shot. I'm just saying when it comes to the financial world, that's what most people do. And, they, and often they don't even know that they're doing it, folks, do they? I mean, I didn't. I certainly didn't. I spent many years, uh, at least uh, a decade of my working life, going around, 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 thinking, how the hell does this work? How the hell, how does it, like, how do those rich people do it? And, and thankfully, I asked some good questions because it led me to find some answers. And they're actually pretty straightforward. Uh, but uh, they require some focus and, and some coaching and some refinement and some commitment to do it as we go forward. So, you know, can you win the game? Tell me in the chat, folks. You reckon you can win the game of Monopoly just, just going around, 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 picking up 200 bucks? Yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. You're not going to win, all right? What are we going to do? We've got to buy some assets. You're dead right, Marcus. Marcus is right. We've got to buy assets. We've got to purchase those assets. Um, and as we go, uh, most of us have a limited amount of financial capacity to deploy. And that's perfectly fine. That's nothing wrong with that. Doesn't mean that you go, oh, that's it. Chuck your hands up in the air. Give up on this thing because I don't have enough rev. I don't have enough income. I don't have revenue. Whatever. Um, and I say to people, most people, listen. I say to most people, you, you've already got, you've already got enough uh, financial capacity. Uh, we're just not using it properly. All right. Now, if you uh, earned one hundred and twenty thousand dollars and you worked for forty years. Um, that'll be 2.4 million in taxes you'd pay, right? And imagine you did well. Imagine, you know, you know, imagine, you know, probably $180,000 isn't inconceivable over a household, let's face it, you know, and it could be up to $4 million worth of tax over your life that we're saying, all right, well, I end up at a place or a space at the end of my working life where, you know, I've got a small amount of my super, maybe two, $300,000 if you're lucky. Uh, and then I've got, you know, I can qualify for a pension, uh, which is, which on average is below the poverty line. Is that going to cut the mustard folks? Is that going to cut the mustard? No, it's not. Certainly not going to give you, uh, you know, the lifestyle or the income that you dream of or, or think, you know, would be worth you living after 40 years of effort as an investor or, uh, you know, a regular Aussie. So you guys know the drill. I know the drill. We've got to put our money somewhere. Where can we put it? We can invest in businesses. We can invest in real estate. We can invest in stocks. You know, that's fine. You know, where, does, where do most Aussies put their money? Well, I can tell you right now, the easiest, largest, I think, safest investment vehicle is residential real estate. You and I hang out and talk about this all the time. If you're in our coaching program, if you're part of our database, you know, you're in you're of the same mind, right? You're of the same thoughts. But where else, folks, uh, are vehicles of wealth? Well, let's have a look at this, because where the money is leaves some evidence behind, right? Check this out. Residential real estate, fine. Super. Now, is that a vehicle of wealth? Well it is. It's a, it's a framework of ownership that is what? What's the benefit of owning assets in super, folks? So this is kind of residential real estate. This is, you know, uh, an asset, uh, a, a stock market. And you could 
have the overseas stock market and stuff like that. But, you know, this is just in, in Australia. And then commercial real estate. This is the world of real estate, all right? So, you know, what's the benefit of owning in this way? Well, this is a low-tax environment to a zero-tax environment. Uh, if you do it right, you know, owning a piece of residential real estate, yes, well, you can have some low-tax stuff as well. So what does that lead us to? And it leads us to what I call the five big weapons of wealth. Now, for some of you, if you're PAYG on the call, then, then you know, uh, four of these apply. If you're a business owner, then five of these apply, okay? Um, and uh, think about this. Now, we've got 27, what we call the super 27 wealth strategies that uh, we teach our business owners and our high net worth investors. But here's the big five. If you just did these big five folks, you would knock it out of the park for your wealth into the future. Okay. And I've put them in sequence and it doesn't mean that's the sequence you have to do them in, by the way, but follow along. And some of you already know this. Some of you already know this, right? Okay. The tax-free principal place of residence upgrade plan. Why do I like your principal place residence, especially if you are unlocking the equity and using it as you go? Chuck it in the chat, folks. What is this absolute golden nugget, right? Because for most people, they're using about 30% of their income to buy and own and keep a principal place of residence, folks, all right? Uh, and it's usually after-tax income. But what's the, what's the value of a principal place of residence? Because it doesn't create an income directly, does it, a PPR? Uh, and it doesn't give you tax deductions as you go directly, but Alex is on it, right? No capital gains tax. It's tax-free, folks. It's tax-free on a sale. Now, this one's a longer-term one, and we're sort of looking at our future wealth. And, uh, you know, uh, I've done this before, but most people should upgrade their principal place of residence two to three times over a lifetime, let's say over 40 to 50 years, uh, and upgrade into a significantly more valuable property as their incomes go up. And especially, you know, usually between 40 and 50, your income peaks, you know, you should be peaking for your acquisition. Why? Because let's say when, and we coach people all the time, you know, at 65, 70, you're down, downsizing your principal place of residence, folks. Instead of selling that property that you owned for 30 years, the same one, right, or 40 years, the same one for a million bucks, uh, you're selling that property that you've upgraded three times for six or seven or $8 million, right? Capital gains tax-free. Tax-free, by the way. Where you put that money, you know, you could do some other stuff. Tax-free income plan. Your super, your super can generate zero tax income up to um, 1.9 million in the future. Have you got a plan? It's a, like it's the only place you can generate tax-free income, genuine income tax-free. Uh, and if you don't have that plan, that's a massive big weapon of wealth. 1.9 million capital gains tax-free, 1.9 income tax-free, folks. Income tax-free, crazy good. Now. This one's for business owners. Your business uh, sale as business owners can be tax-free, right? If you structure it right, you've got a few rules. You've got to be in business for 15 years, et cetera, et cetera. 
You can buy commercial property, by the way, folks, uh, and you can run your business from it. And that could form part of your business sale into the future. And that property could be tax free. All right. Now, that one's for business owners. And uh, many of you know um, that one. A few of you on the call already today. Prince Place of Residence, your super commercial property, um, tax free. Now, debt mastery plan. How do you master debt? Well, folks, in the future, your debt will be your your debt on your properties will be low. Your properties will start to be quite positive cash flow. Um, however, most wealthy people continue to buy more assets to keep their cash flow neutral, right? So on paper, they don't earn any direct cash. It's from tax deductions back and they live off their equity, folks. Their equity. Now, I could. I'll, I don't have time to talk about that one today. But you, if you owned a ten million dollar portfolio, and it went up three to five percent per annum, you know, on average over time, well, you could uh, use one to two percent of its equity forever, and never end up in a negative situation when it comes to your cash flow or uh, your lending, right? So that's what the wealthy and the rich do. That's what happens um, as we go. Uh, and the last but not least, which is my favorite, I call it the automatic investment plan, the AIP. Uh, you've got to install it, folks. You've got to install a behavior that is automatic with a plan. All right, you're going to buy five, six, eight investment properties and you're going to keep them for, um, for the future, all right? Um, as we go. So the big five weapons of wealth, that's what I call them. Hopefully that made sense, makes sense uh, when it comes to your world of investing as well. Um, and, uh, you know, how do you do that? Well, obviously I'm a big fan of making sure you get some coaching, get out there and make sure that uh, you're, um, you're talking to the right people, yeah, talking to the right people. Uh, in the right place because uh, I can tell you talking to a financial planner or accountant or someone who isn't creating wealth or using these strategies uh, is probably the wrong person. Anyway, could be. If they're not helping you get wealthy, not quite sure what you're asking them. Anyway, that's that's for another discussion. That's for another day, folks. That's for another day. Anyway, that's it for me this morning. Wealth Coffee Chat, done and dusted. Join me again tomorrow for another one. Going to hang out and do another Wealth Coffee Chat tomorrow. So um, till then, folks, remember, this thing's a bit of a marathon, not a sprint. It takes time to build your property portfolio. Make sure you uh, focus on the longer-term plan. Anyway, there you go, folks. Good to see you. Thanks for joining. Bye for now. 